0: Say something funny for the cold open.
1: You want me to say something
0: funny? (laughs) You're in the wrong fucking neighborhood. (laughs) I'm the straight man. You're supposed to be able to say the funny things. Alright, hello pod people and welcome back to another episode of the Big Bad Nonsense Podcast and Happy New Year to all of you.
1: Happy New Year, folks. I hope Santa brought you that special dildo you were asking for.
0: Ah, uh, there we go. And of course, as you can all hear, we have the man on the line who is personally responsible for taking the year 2018 out to the back shed and shooting in the head, Biscuit.
1: You're welcome, everybody. Let's try this shit again for, uh, goddamn. It. Let's try again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for what? For 363 days? Uh yeah, I mean, like I
1: was a linty earlier, we've only had a shoot in the news once so far, so by our standards, we're doing pretty good.
0: Well, well take your blessings where you can get them, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, it, it's
1: so hard to find something to be excited about now but um okay so now that i've already set the bar extremely low for 2019 probably a good time for us to get started
0: oh there we go so we've got an excellent show lined up for you today please sit back relax it's great to know that you're listening and here we go okay so ladies and gentlemen As we said, welcome back. Uh, We have a little bit of another mailbag for you today. So I guess we've accumulated enough fans that not only have they started emailing us, but now they're emailing us with consistency. So just before I get into reading anything, I'd want to remind people that uh, bigbadnonsense at gmail.com, or if you want, you can also hit us up on Twitter at BigBadNonsense. But uh, I'll just jump right in here. And uh, our first email is from Adam. From Sweden. Oh, it's the guy. It's the guy. It's the guy. Okay, so Adam says, Hello, thank you for the interview. No, I'm not going to even try a (laughs) Swedish accent. Okay, so he says, Hello. Meatballs! (laughs) Yeah. He says, hello, thank you for the interesting podcast. Well, thank you, Adam. Uh, He says, I think the whole burning of yule goats is particularly funny because without this trend, most of the world wouldn't know that Yevle even existed. What do you think about the phenomenon in North America about baby Jesus theft?
1: Wow. Um, Yeah, that's... That's a great question. That's... Well,
0: you're, you're more uh, qualified to answer this one than I am.
1: Yeah, that's a whole different animal here. Um, I think the goat is something that, like Adam alluded to, people, for the most part, despite the fact that there's legal consequences, they, um, they think it's pretty funny. I was following it after we talked about it this year and i guess the little guy got a bit of a haircut via fire but other than that they mostly came out okay
0: yeah yeah i hope people were following along i mean the yule goat survived and as you mentioned like the yule goat junior i guess if you want to call it that the smaller one got singed but made it through the season
1: yeah here um like stealing like the baby jesus from um scenes people put out in their yards for christmas like can't fucking remember what it's called. Manger scene or something like that,
0: right? The Uh, the nativity scene.
1: Thank you. I knew there was something more complex than manger, but um, that one people don't find as funny from my understanding. Uh, Since I moved down to the southern part of the region, at least, I mean, back in... Northeast United States are all a bunch of drunken heathen fucks, so nobody really cared. But down here, people are very religious, and if you do that, it's like they are going to find you, and they are not going to be happy.
0: I've always thought that was a little bit strange to myself. I mean, we put up nativity scenes here in Slovakia as well, but I don't think anyone's ever thought of stealing a part of it.
1: No, it's it's one step up from, you know, stealing the jack-o'-lantern, but at least that you, like, throw it in the street or something. This is just kind of being mean-spirited, I guess, is how it's interpreted.
0: But he does raise a good point, though, right? Like, without these arson attacks, like, who would know about Yevle? Like, we wouldn't have talked
1: about it. Uh, I had no idea about it until you told me about it on that podcast, so he's absolutely correct. But well, it's... And the
0: only reason I knew about it was from reading about every time it catches on fire in the news.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it makes you wonder what other little towns have their bizarre things like that going on where it's they have their own arson contest.
0: <laughs> oh, if anyone wants to bring up bizarre Christmas traditions involving some other crime, you can feel free to email us or Twitter us.
1: I still want to do the hide and the goat in people's apartments thing
0: we need to bring that as a tradition worldwide like go to your neighbor's house build a goat in it and then they have to deal with it that that would be funny
1: (laughs) and if they don't find it on time you light it on fire there you
0: go okay uh the next email we've got here is from Lacey, who is from illinois and uh, she says do you have any good recommendations for a chip dip uh which i thought was a bizarre question and i have no idea why she's asking it uh do you
1: that is pretty out there um But I can give you an answer, actually. Can you? Uh, Yeah. One of the more popular ones, at least over here. I don't know what you guys do, fish head stew or whatever. But um, mostly it's like a buffalo chicken dips, the big one here. I think that's kind of myself. But uh, my girlfriend actually has an artichoke dip that she brought from a restaurant that her parents used to work at, that as long as you ignore the ingredients list, it's delicious. But, I mean, it's like mayonnaise and cream cheese and um, Parmesan cheese and all this stuff. So you're, you're going to want to go to the gym afterwards. But I'm, I'm a big creamy artichoke dip guy.
0: There we go. So, give me the recipe. Bet you of... didn't think you'd get a real answer to that one, <laughs> did you, Lacey? What? <laughs> oh, send me a recipe and I'll put it in the show notes. There we go. I'll, I'll grab it from her. Why not? There we go. Uh, okay. Now, the next person here didn't give me their name. I, I think I'm going to have to do a special voice to read this one and see if I can read it with the spelling mistakes. Are you sitting down for this? Yeah. Give it to me. Okay. <clears throat> you marons think you know everything have you ever saw a situation where water stuck to a ball you are just shells for the establishment and the four-syllable brainwashed people you shall put not be asshamed uh, well his logic is flawless <laughs> okay I I think I know what he's talking about I think he's probably listened to our hollow Earth episode where we made fun of flat earthers at some point.
1: Well, he's certainly writing with the intelligence level of modern day Nazis. So. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's, and, I, I think it's the, the whole water stuck to a ball that sort of gives it away because it's a very common flat earther thing. It's like, have you ever seen water stuck to a ball? You see them bring that out in every sort of YouTube video that, you know, debunks flat earther myths. So I think that's pretty much said that this guy is a flat earther. Uh, I think by marons he means morons.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I put that one together. Uh,
0: but I'm not sure about the you are just shells for the establishment. I think he means shills. Yeah. And the four syllable brainwash.
1: Uh, new, I don't.
0: Brainwash is <sighs> two syllables. I don't know why well, yeah. he spelled syllable wrong. Maybe he. Oh, oh, does he mean forcible? Has you ever seen the water on my ball? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Four-syllable brainwash. I, I think he means uh, forcible brainwashing. And uh, you should be ass-hamed. I think he means ashamed. But he wrote his, like, ass, ass-hamed. This is really weird. Okay, I did write back to him, because, like, with most of these emails, of course, the people don't say where they're from, and I write back, oh, thanks for your message, where are you from? <laughs> so I wrote back to him, it's like, He didn't give his name, so I wrote back. He's like, hey, thanks for the message. Can you tell us your name and where you're from? And he just replied with, Colorado. That's all he replied. Yeah, I I will not give you my government name. (laughs) So I don't know if his name is Colorado or if he's from Colorado and he didn't give his name. Maybe we should just move on.
1: I've been waiting for something like that, so that maybe not exactly that screaming about water on a ball, but, uh, (laughs) buddy, I got some water on my balls for you. How's that?
0: (laughs) Okay. And our final mailbox message here comes from Bob, who didn't tell me where he was from. Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Just all caps written back. Colorado. That's all he wrote back. Just Colorado in all caps. Uh, anyway, Bob. Uh, who didn't tell me where he's from, he asked, what was that shaking or rattling noise in the background? I think he's referring to our last episode.
1: He's got to give me more to work with than that.
0: I think I know what he's talking about. There was some sort of like a shaking noise, like a maraca sort of noise that I couldn't edit out, and it was coming from your end. Huh.
1: Um... Yeah, my like kids got maracas somewhere, too, so I could... If I could ad-lib this, um... <laughs> Hold on.
0: I mean, I have no idea what it could... Whoa! That might be it.
1: Yeah, I, I got no idea.
0: Though. I have Okay. Well, you, you do have dogs around the house. Do they have some sort of dog toy that could have made that noise? Yeah. I mean, they're
1: big lumbering ding dong so they probably ran into something or ran under the desk and I don't remember okay something It, it, it was something from the four syllable establishment
0: okay we'll leave it at that we'll keep it as a mystery uh I don't know Bob uh sorry we can't isolate that noise for you I don't know if it's clear or not but we are amateurs at this uh, we don't have the most soundproof setup in the world, so any sort of motorcycles or fireworks or bizarre maraca noises sometimes make it into the podcast. And we're sorry about that, but we hope you still enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go back and listen if you got a time for me, but I probably won't be able to give you a better answer.
0: I don't think it's going to really nag at people's brains too much. <laughs> yep. I have a feeling he's probably moved on with his life, yeah. Okay. So anyway, people, thank you again for your messages. And just a reminder that you can email us at bigbadnonsense at com or on Twitter at bigbadnonsense. So let's close up the mailbag for now and move on to the next part of the show. (laughs) So, Biscuit have an explanation for why we are all still alive.
1: After this last year especially, not really, no.
0: Not really. I am not referring to the previous year specifically as I am to the thing that happened about eight years ago, if you know what I'm talking about.
1: Thing that happened about eight years ago. I mean, I could sit here and try to sound smart, but I don't think I'm going to fool anybody at this point. So why don't you uh, enlighten us?
0: Okay, well, I don't know if you remember, but December 21st, 2012, there is the prediction of the apocalypse.
1: Oh, there, there's a lot of those. But, <laughs> but yeah. I think
0: that December 21st, 2012 was very notable for the amount of attention that it got specifically.
1: Yeah, now that you are bringing it up, I think that's one that did get a little more traction than it tends to.
0: Well, mostly because I think of the Mayan long count calendar. Uh, right. Being
1: there you go. Oh, okay.
0: Is it coming I'm back now? Up
1: with you now? Yeah, I'm caught up with you now.
0: Okay. Do you remember what you were doing on December 21st, 2012? Uh, probably masturbating. <laughs> so in a way it was the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just figured myself I'll get it in. <laughs> okay, simple enough. Anyway, I thought I would bring it up because, you know, it sort of crossed my mind as like December 21st of this year was rolling around. And I was thinking about Ooh. all these apocalyptic predictions and things like that, and the people who make them are very seldom ever called to task about when they are wrong. So why not do that and maybe make fun of some people who have made some other future predictions, which will no doubt also be wrong?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point by you. So a lot of these guys, they really, they don't get, lose any And I use this term very loosely credibility or anything when they're wrong because they just go, like, ah, shit, I was holding the calendar upside down or some excuse like that. And then they predict in our future date and they kick it down the road. And, you know, if you're enough of a goob to buy into it once, then you go, yeah, that makes
0: sense. Well, I've always wondered why more people. Well, here's the thing you have to wonder do these people believe their predictions? Like, how committed do you think they are to actually saying, yes, I made this prediction and it's going to happen? Or how many of them are doing it just as a way to make money or fame or something like that? Because if you're trying to make money or fame, Mm -hmm. choose a date that's way in the future.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And I I think more of them than not, they are doing it because they're going, you know, it'd be cool running a fucking cult. And so they just kind of throw that low hanging fruit out there. Mm hmm. Um, particularly nowadays, I mean, back, this is something that's always gone on throughout history, but particularly now, um, the greatest evil the internet brought into the world was no matter what you think, you can find somebody that that agrees with you. So particularly now, if you want to get this rolling and brook some people out of their money, the end of the world's a pretty good way to go.
0: Yes. Well, my advice for anyone who wants to go down that path, put it like a hundred years in the future. So then when yeah. it doesn't happen, you probably won't be around for anyone to criticize you.
1: So why are you trying to help us? I- I- I'm trying to protect your grandparents or some shit. Give me money for <laughs> grandchildren, but you know what I was getting at. My grandparents oh. are already dead.
0: <laughs> okay. So what do you remember about the prediction of the two thousand twelve apocalypse. I remember
1: um, I mean not a great deal, just the kind of the basic outline of it, but I remember it being one that it actually would make it into news cycles like like national news cycles. They wouldn't dedicate an hour to it, but it would make it on the ticker or, you know, when they're banging through all the top headlines at the top of the hour. It would at least get an an honorable mention whereas i can't think of another doomsday prediction anytime my lifetime that did
0: that is definitely true and uh the mainstream sort of buzz around it definitely sort of fueled it and kept it going way longer than i think it should have and you know probably caused the irritation of a lot of people Like, why the news media even bothered with it, I don't know. But they did. Uh, For those of you who don't remember, who have put it out of your mind, the Mayan calendar, the Mayan long count calendar, is basically a calendar that, you know, maps out, you know, several thousand years. And uh, one thing that was supposed to happen on December 21st, uh, 2012, is that this calendar was supposed to end. Now, most logical people would say, okay, the calendar's ending, so they would start a whole new cycle, just like we do on January 1st every year, except the Mayans do it with, you know, thousands of years instead of, like, one year at a time. I mean, they had shorter calendars as well, but this particular calendar, it finished on that date. Mm -hmm. But
1: that's exactly it. I remember thinking that back then when everybody was going, why is it just end here? Well, they probably look, thousands of years into the future and said, you know what? Why don't we leave it there for a second? Let's go fucking check how the corn's doing outside. I mean, they, because it ends there doesn't mean that's it when it's so substantially far down the line. Yeah, you know, I'm not worrying about what I'm doing next New Year's yet.
0: Yes. Well, that is a good thing to say, but... Here's an even funnier part about that, is that the Mayans, like, instead of just checking their corn, they actually got very busy. And in the 10th of May, 2012, at uh, Shultun, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, they actually uncovered another calendar that uh, went about another 7,000 years into the future, beyond December 21st, 2012. Oh, details. <laughs> However... This revelation would not dissuade people. They were convinced that the year 2012, December 21st, the world was going to end. The method of (laughs) an ending is various. This is all despite the fact that, like, the Mayans never predicted the end of the world. In Mayan culture, they do not have an apocalypse theory.
1: And I love the extra calendar thing that they found that's pushing it way past that, and all these people are still locked into their 2012 ending. It's like, you know, when, like, a couple gets into an argument, and one of them in the middle of it, they, like— they're like oh shit i'm wrong but they've already dug in so deep that they just keep going with it anyway
0: that's basically what they've done yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean 7000 years into the future beyond your apocalypse date like how do you 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 can't brush that off well they did but like you you it's it's there it's obvious
1: yeah it's not like they came back with something refuting it not that facts really ever had a huge place in this to begin with, but somebody comes up with this new calendar and it's like, why isn't this one Val? And they're like, fuck you. That's why. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much the whole stance. They just, you can't admit defeat at this point. You just get to kind of write it out.
0: Well, and I mean, like aside from the fact that the Mayans don't have an apocalypse theory.
1: Yeah. I would, I would also say that if they were predicting the end of the world, then they would probably predict the end of the world. Yeah yeah again, we're just semantics here.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. when you come out and say the end of the world is coming, the first question on everyone's lips is, How the hell do you know? <laughs> okay, the second question on everyone's lips. you're looking for something that I don't think I have right now. How? Well, <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, i am I am on top of it this morning. <laughs> Well, no, no. If I came up to
0: you and said the world is going (laughs) to end, you would probably ask me how, right? Well, I guess, you know, Uh, how do you uh, know? Apparently, I would be like, okay, bye. (laughs) 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 Well, that would be my question, right? Like, if someone says the world's going to end, I would say how? Yeah, a more inquisitive mind probably would throw that one out there. Okay. Uh, But actually, I think the more logical question really is that you hit it, is like, how do you know? But In this case, like, we know how they know in that, you know, they say the Mayan calendar predicts the end of the world.
1: And if you say, no, it doesn't, then they have the great equalizer in their back pocket of,
0: yes, it does. (laughs) Okay. So once you get past that bizarre conversation, then you have to turn around and say, okay, how is the world going to end in 2012? So if you say that this is the final date, then what's going to happen that causes the world to end? Does it just disappear in a puff of smoke, or what? So, what are some ways you think the world could have ended? Sharknado's. Char- Sharknado would be bizarre,
1: I mean, I hope it's not a poof of smoke. That'd be anticlimactic. And you want to at least, like, see some shit and, like, go looting.
0: Yeah, but a Sharknado seems kind of small. A big-ass Sharknado. I mean, we can...
1: (laughs) I I don't want to stretch the well-established physics of a Sharknado, but if we want to make it a little bigger, I think that's well within our uh, creative license here. A Sharkacane? There you go. Whoa, that would... Whoa. Um... (laughs) I mean, it's usually, you know, like lava splitting the earth and volcanoes and all that shit or floods or biblical stuff. Jesus comes and yells at you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, I made a short list of some different things that they predicted would sort of cascade to the end of the world. You know, what happens on December 12th, 2012 that would cause this? So the first was that there was the alignment of the Sun with the galactic core. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, that would be a valid statement, because that actually happens twice a year.
1: Well, yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah,
0: every year. I actually, I, I looked this up. I, I went through a ton of sources, right? So one of the ways that they said was that the alignment of the Sun with the galactic core was su- somehow supposed to bring about the... Um, Apocalypse, that didn't actually even happen on the twenty-first of December. It happened on the eighteenth of December, uh, a few days earlier, and it happens twice a year, every year. Off by three days, thousands of years in the future. Way to go, retard!s <laughs> Well, it was, this isn't what the Mayans predicted. This is what these goofballs predicted. Oh, wow! Well. <laughs> yeah, you
1: said goofballs. <laughs>
0: Okay, another theory is that the would be there would be an alignment of the planets, and the extra gravity would rip Earth apart.
1: Uh, I don't think that's how gravity
0: works. It doesn't, and also there is no alignment. There was no alignment of the planets on the twelfth of December. Like uh, I looked at, uh, someone made a solar system chart of where they would be, and it's it's just a zigzag mess. Like, there is no alignment on that date.
1: Has there been one in any recent point in history? I mean, is that a thing?
0: There, there's been alignments of the planets before, but, you know, like, like certain numbers of planets like align on certain days, but, you know, nothing happens. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, but I mean, this, this was predicting all of them, right? Yes. I'm... Uh, I'm not very well versed in astronomy stuff, despite the fact that I think space is cool and I would go there in a second. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that every single planet being in a straight line, our solar system has never happened.
0: I am not sure about... It probably has happened at some point, but and again, that's not going to cause any effect. The, the planets no. are all in their little gravitational spots, and right. where we draw the line on an alignment, like the universe doesn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, I, I I know I'm arguing about the trim of the car while the engine doesn't work. Yeah. I mean,
0: like that, that's the thing, right? Like the whole thing about the universe is like, you can draw lines and say, Hey, look, these things are lining up with this, but really the universe doesn't give like two flying farts about what is lined up with what the universe is just, doing its thing.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we greatly overstate our significance in all this. If we disappeared tomorrow, nobody's going to give a shit.
0: Well, no, certainly not. Unless the aliens that are watching us, like, you know, or miss their zoo or something
1: yeah i mean they're gonna come here at some point um they are okay there's some out there at some point okay there's, i mean i'm saying this might be millions of years but at some point they're gonna come look at the last days of human civilization aka right now and they're gonna be <laughs> like what was with these fucking morons how did they make it this far <laughs> Hey, it's Biscuit, a.k.a. Lil' Beasy When I Rap Battle. Wanted to thank you again for listening to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you are. Please don't forget to subscribe to us as well and leave a good review. Get us up there. Get more people listening. And on that, please tell somebody you know, because you're a smart person, right? If you think it's good, then maybe they will too. And if not... Cut them out of your life.
0: Okay, so alignment of the galactic core didn't happen Mm. on that date. Alignment of the planets didn't happen. The other theory was that the opposition of Jupiter would somehow cause chaos, uh, which is basically like when Jupiter is... Actually, I'm not even really sure what the opposition of Jupiter is. I think it's when Jupiter and Earth are lined up with the Sun. Sure. Sure. So Jupiter's directly opposite of us from the sun. This, of course, is also bullshit because that happened on the 3rd of December, and it happens every about 400 days. So why would this time be any more special?
1: Uh, I'm I'm sensing a theme here that they're picking out coincidental happenings and acting like we've never gotten through it before.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> let's discard those for a minute, and now let's get to the real cool meat of it. Which is when we get to Nibiru. Uh,
1: Yeah, I love that guy.
0: <laughs> You've never heard of M- Nibiru, miss, before?
1: It, it sounds familiar. I couldn't put any kind of definition to
0: it. The ancient Sumerians had a special name for Jupiter, and it was Nibiru. And of course, just like the Greeks, like they named the planets after their gods, and Nibiru had this whole mythology behind him, and it was also the Sumerian name for Jupiter. People have taken this and sort of twisted it in a way to make Nibiru be an actual astronomical body that is going to visit destruction on the Earth. Astronomical body? So it's like a planet monster? It is kind of like... Well, that's the thing, right? Now... We can get into this because Nibiru is actually really funny. Actually, here here's a quick side note. Uh, <laughs> this is actually a really funny story because my first experience with Nibiru comes from many years ago when I was uh, active on photography forums on the internet. There was a thread on this one photography forum I was part of. I don't think that forum exists anymore, but it's not important. And someone had asked, you know, Is it easy to do astrophotography? So, to take pictures of like bodies in the universe, stars, planets, and all that stuff. And you know, people were talking about it and how easy or difficult it was and what kind of equipment you needed. And I showed, I posted a picture that I had taken in the thread. And it was basically a picture I took of um, Jupiter and the four Galilean moons. Now, it wasn't a good picture. Like, I'll admit that right off. Like, I just, I use my zoom lens just to say, like, look, here's a picture I took. It's not a very good picture, but you can tell that it's Jupiter and the four moons or whatever. Mm -hmm. And at that point, someone jumped into the thread and said, no, 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 you haven't taken a picture of Jupiter. That's a picture of Nibiru. And those are, like, the meteors that are following it that are coming to destroy the Earth.
1: And you're like,
0: oh egg on my face <laughs> well of course my first reaction was what the hell is this guy talking about which I wrote in the thread and everyone else in the photography <laughs> forum was like hey listen this guy comes in here every so often and he finds these pictures and he claims it's like this mythical planet so that was my first introduction to Nibiru and people have been talking about it for a long time <laughs> it's like
1: oh that's just space monster guy <laughs> he shows up every now and then <laughs>
0: Well, after that, like, I was very curious. Like, this guy was talking bananas, right? Like, he's telling me that I've taken a picture of some monster planet and really, like, it's just a picture of Jupiter. Like, I knew where it was in the sky. I pointed my camera at it and took a picture. It wasn't even a very good picture. But you go on the internet and you look up Nibiru and there's a whole variety of theories about what it's going to do and when it's going to destroy us. And this has been going on for a while before 2012 and it's still going on today, but this was one of the predicted things was that Nibiru would either crash into the planet or would rain destruction down on the planet or something, something, something.
1: If I'm just while following along here, I started typing it into Google. Um, N I B I R U is what I assumed. Yes. Um, Before I get done spelling that, it autofills update as the second word. Mm -hmm. And um, like one of the top results is a video on YouTube from two days ago saying that it's almost here. And so, yeah, this this shit is very active. Sadly, you are spot on with that. My goodness.
0: Well, the funny thing about Nibiru is, is that nobody actually agrees what it is. Like, if you go and ask, like, a bunch of these different Nibiru apocalyptists, is that a word? Today. All right, so these Nibiru apocalyptists, um, you know, you say, what is Nibiru? You'll get, like, a whole variety of different answers. Some say it's, like, a star that, a companion star to the sun. Some will say that it's a brown dwarf. Some will say that it's an extra planet in the solar system. Some will say it's something that exists only in the fifth dimension and uh, you can't actually see it.
1: It only exists in the fifth dimension. <laughs> see, see, see. That's what all these doomsday grifters should be going with their shit like that. Like, oh, it's happening. You just can't see it. Mm-hmm, Give mm-hmm. me money. Give me money, and I get a uh, a key.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like. Th- well. I mean, that's one way that they do it, right? And, like, of course, there's the whole cascade of, like, everyone who tells you differently is a liar or part of the establishment or something, something.
1: Yeah, and that's the Scientology thing, is once they start getting that worm in you enough that you're thinking, maybe, they're like, everybody else in your life is a fucking idiot. Stop talking to them. And Mm -hmm, then they just kind of corner you, and at that point, it's over.
0: Well, that's the thing about... This too is that it ended up wasting a lot of people's time, especially like people at NASA, because of course they get start getting tons of emails about all these apocalypse theories. (laughs) Stop emailing about the planet monster. (laughs) There, I was reading uh, a few uh, responses from one NASA scientist, I think his name was David Morrison. Was it David or Donald? I'll look it up and find it and put it in the show notes. But David Morrison, I think his name is. Morrison was definitely a surname. And he was responding to all these different emails and things like that that he was getting. And it was stuff like... Like he would say, there's no Nibiru. There's nothing that's going to happen in the solar system that's going to bring up about the apocalypse on December 21st. And of course, you've got people emailing back. It's like, how dare you lie about this? Uh, Nibiru is coming... Why are you hiding hiding this from the public and stuff like that? And it's just ridiculous. And like he's getting thousands of emails like this.
1: Yeah, um, it's like I alluded to in our mailbag segment earlier. Is the worst thing the internet ever did for us is that no matter what it is you think you can find people that will tell you that you're right and reinforce it and so facts facts don't matter anymore you can have a guy who's literally smart enough to work at nasa be like yo this isn't a thing and they're just like yes it is you know you're part of big brother or whatever and they don't need to bring anything to the table as far as facts
0: i've I've always thought it was funny the number of people who think that nasa is involved in all these like conspiracies and cover-ups because if you think about it like nasa is just a really big organization of nerds
1: exactly and more now than any other time like, the people that think that we've found aliens already and we're, like, hiding them, you know, Era 51 or whatever the hell. If we had aliens, Donald Trump would have tweeted about it within, like, 25 <laughs> minutes. So I think right then and there we can put that to bed. Like, do you honestly think he'd keep his mouth shut about it?
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's baffling it's really baffling but like mm-hmm. going back to like nasa as an organization have you ever noticed like if, when you go on the internet and you see these interviews with these people from nasa like these really smart people or these space scientists any question you ask them they will go on about it at length like because they just love talking about it because like they're a bunch of nerds in a room and like they've made this nerdiness they're Like, I don't want to, I'm not disparaging them. Like, I think it's great that they're all nerds about whatever subject they're studying. But you you, you say to a guy, it's like, why does the solar system do this? And then he'll give you this whole detailed explanation about anything you could possibly want. And then go off into three different subjects you never even thought of. Like you and I even both have a common friend who was an intern at NASA. I think he was an intern. And uh, we used to be on the same forum on an internet on the internet, and uh, you know, he would just be a perfectly normal guy yeah. discussing regular subjects. But then, sometime someone posted something about Mars or something, and then he just wrote this huge paragraph about how all these science things that we never even thought about. Like, it, th- they're a bunch of nerds. They're they're in pursuit of knowledge. They're not going to be preoccupied with a cover up.
1: No, absolutely not. And you're right that all of them, if they get asked to elaborate on something, they're like, "Thank you," because they're. <laughs> They're so busy hanging out with other nerds like them that they can drop this profound, well-sourced, very educated, long rant about whatever up there. And the other guy would be like, yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> but on the opposite end, when you have things like this, um, they'll go out, they'll give that same... Elaborate, sourced, well-educated, lengthy answer about why this isn't real and truth is a bit well—that's bullshit.
0: Well, the weirdest thing about it all is that people seem to think that has like NASA and space agencies have monopoly on telescopes, but they don't. Like you can go uh, out no. and buy like a pretty decent like consumer telescope, and you can point it at the sky. If Nibiru is up there coming towards us, you can see it too.
1: Yeah, my parents at least they did the. Um, last time I saw him, it's been, I don't know, two or three years, but, um, their last house, they had a telescope on the back porch that like, it had like a keyboard and shit. You could like type in what you want it to go to. And it would like, mm-hmm. like you can get some nice shit mm-hmm. for a personal use. That yep. thing had to be at least like $7,500, but it, if you wanted it to find something, it could find it.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So, you know, hiding a conspiracy, not going to happen so much. Nah. Nah. Anyway, back to the whole apocalypse thing. I went on YouTube about a week ago and I wanted to find all of the sort of uh, apocalypse videos that I could because I wanted to like go through the comments just to see what they look like. And it is really funny. And I strongly recommend that our listeners do the same thing go and look for december 21st 2012 apocalypse on youtube start watching some of the videos from eight years ago and oh man it is funny to read the comments
1: i mean comments on the internet are pretty much by nature required to be insane to begin with so i'm sure when you specialize into something like this that's when the real clowns come out of the car
0: well yeah and i mean like you can see the comments like one or two months before the event and all these people talking, it's like, oh, you're all going to die. You're not prepared and blah, blah, blah. But here we are eight years later. And like, you can see people replying to these comments, like, Hey, how's that going for you? Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it. (laughs) You (laughs) aren't. Oh, well. So yeah, like you got to call these people out, right? You got to go back and say like, you didn't get it right this time, I'd say that makes you pretty uncredible. It's
1: certainly a practice worth doing. The only issue with it is the people that are dumb enough to buy on this stuff once they'll bite on it again, no matter how many red flags you send at them. Um, Just uh, throw out something loosely related um, that you may recall from years ago. Like, you know, like those, my strange addiction shows and whatever. And they had, One guy that he was addicted to the Nigerian print scam emails, Mm -hmm. like he got he had gotten rooked by it like fifteen times, and he was still like sending them money when they came in, even though his kids were there, like Dad, stop doing that. (laughs) And, and And there's a lot of similarities to that mindset in this, where I mean, if you're gonna buy into it, I can't help you. Yeah, you, you really you gotta you gotta do a little bit of groundwork yourself to figure out maybe this isn't a thing, and it's really it's not that tough.
0: Well, going back with the whole uh, audience participation thing, you know, just like last time where I encouraged everyone to follow along with the uh, Goat, I'd like to encourage people to follow along with Nibiru hypotheses. Uh, in particular, there's this one woman named Nancy Leader. Have you heard of this woman before? I don't know. You're doing a little search for Nibiru there.
1: Uh, Uh, Not off the top of my head. I'll put it in the detective while you tell me.
0: Okay. Well, Nancy Leader is basically one of these apocalypse people. Now, she was. Oh, boy. She
1: is a rough looking cut of meat, isn't she?
0: (laughs) Anyway, Nancy Leader, she. (laughs) Woof. (laughs) Woof. Uh, I, I, I don't like to judge people by their appearance, but she does look I, a little I bit try,
1: crazy. Yeah, I mean, I try to hit a little more above the belt than that myself, but I mean...
0: Okay, anyway, so Nancy Leder, uh she basically said that she's in communication with aliens, Zetas, as she calls them, uh, mm. who are giving her messages from beyond the reaches of the atmosphere. About when the apocalypse is coming, and she's not actually one of the proponents of the December 12th uh, December 21st 2012 uh, hypotheses. Uh, she actually said that that was a distraction from the real apocalypse.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to take this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, she has made uh, several predictions about when she thought the world was going to end. One of the most prominent was in May 27th, 2003.
1: Yeah, I, I clicked a link for the Zeta Talk website, and I'm pretty sure I just got put on a watch list somewhere.
0: Really? By who? Uh,
1: if I was around this country and I went to Zeta Talk, I'd put me on a watch list.
0: Okay, well. <laughs> Zeta Talk is kind of a strange place. I did some looking around. It's like, you can join their little chat room and stuff like that. I did not. They have a very strong message at the beginning. It's like, if you're here to do debunking or trolling, like just get out. You will be banned. Like don't even bother. So they're not even willing to listen to any sort of debunking. Which is
1: always a sign of somebody that's confident in their findings.
0: Yeah, for sure. Right. I I don't know. What can I say? She's convinced that the, that Nibiru is coming, that Nibiru is going to destroy us. And what Nibiru is, like, I don't know. I don't think she could give us a clear answer. Maybe she's one of those fifth dimension people. But she claims she's talking to aliens. Actually, this is one thing that I thought was pretty creepy, is that she recommended at one point that people euthanize their pets because Nibiru was coming and it would cause a reversal of the Earth's magnetic pole so that they should euthanize their pets to avoid them feeling stressed about this.
1: What the fuck's that got to do with the magnetic pole? killing? Well,
0: I don't know. I guess, like, the approach of Nibiru is supposed to cause, like, all kinds of cataclysms, so, like, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, and the reversal of the Earth's magnetic pole.
1: And killing
0: dogs fixes this? Well, no, I think the killing of the dogs was huh. just, like, I guess they were supposed to be strained. She advised listeners to euthanize their pets. Uh-huh. Just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She said I, this on a radio show. Hold on here. <laughs> this, Okay, so she had dogs. Uh, had. Yeah, uh, okay. and this led to many people speculating that she probably euthanized them because she thought the world was going to end or this pole shift was coming.
1: So is it like putting them out of their misery? Is that the idea? I guess they were
0: <laughs> would be suffering because of this pole shift. I've seen my dogs
1: go outside and eat their own shit. I'm pretty sure they're not clever (laughs) enough to notice a magnetic shift in the earth.
0: (laughs) Well, there are some animals that are sensitive to the magnetic poles Mm. because, like, birds and stuff from migration. How sensitive dogs are to it, I I couldn't tell you. But she seemed to think, well, it doesn't matter, right? Because the apocalypse Mm. didn't come.
1: We have got to stop coming back to this killing puppy shit, man. Like, this is not good for the brand. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Although oddly, we haven't gotten any hate mail over that, uh, yeah, not yet, <laughs> all right, not yet, not yet. you know anything's possible we We do have flat earthers coming out, and
1: mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still tickled by
0: that, okay, uh one thing I think was particularly funny is that after two thousand three came and went, and of course the world didn't end. no, 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 uh, she said huh. that it was a white lie to fool the establishment. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. There we go. A white lie to fool the establishment. What? Wait, full stop. Okay.
1: What's a white lie? That it was going to end or that it didn't?
0: Okay, let me see. I, I've got their their announcement here. Written May 23rd, 2003. As can be seen from the actions of the U.S. and Indonesian governments scant days ahead of the continuing of our announced date of May 15, 2003, we fully... They fully intend to harm hundreds of millions of their citizens through martial law. Declared such in Indonesia and called terrorism ter- <laughs> Oh, God, this isn't even... This is so boring to read, too. She wanted to basically throw off the establishment from what I can see. I'm
1: still... Confused though, is is the white lie the prediction, or is the white lie that the end of the world happened and it was covered up somehow? No,
0: no, no. The white lie is that the world was going to end on.
1: Okay, on, uh... that's slightly less insane. Okay, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it? It's a little more rational than walking around planet Earth being like, the world ended, they just fucking covered it up, and you can't say it. Well, that's I mean, the... if, if that's your measuring stick, then yeah, it's a little more rational.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I, I, who knows? The main point is that Nibiru is coming any day now. Yeah, and it always will be. It, it always will be. You should, listeners, go on YouTube search for Nibiru, it will take your recommendations from YouTube and turn them to total garbage. But (laughs) (laughs) because when you watch one video, you get recommended like 30 others. But have a look just to see how crazy these people are. I remember watching one video where like this news helicopter or something had focused in on the planet Venus and the the, the the people who were filming it and the newscasters, they didn't know what it was. They are like, oh, what is that? And it was Venus in phase. So, like, part of it was darked out, so it looked kind of like the moon. And they're like, oh, we're not sure what that is. And, of course, this guy has cut it into his YouTube video, saying, oh, this is actually the planet Venus, and Nibiru is moving in front of it. And that's why there's that dark spot, which, of course, is baloney. Like, Venus has phases. It's closer to the sun than the Earth is. So... Like, they'll just take anything and they'll slap Nibiru all over it.
1: Yeah, The luxury that people promoting conspiracies and truth or shit has, have, if I could speak English, is they know the people watching them aren't going to fact check anything. If it validates what they want to believe, they're good.
0: One video I saw Hmm. was a guy claiming that clouds were Nibiru.
1: Hmm. And if you look up here in the
0: top right corner, you can see Hitler. (laughs) But, I mean, clouds, right? Like, he yeah. pointed his camera at clouds and said, look at these clouds at sunset. That's Nibiru. It's like the planet's invisible, but you're seeing part of its atmosphere. And it's like, that's how close this thing is supposed to be? Like, where is this thing orbiting?
1: I, again, we, we've had a few um, gravity questions here. I think if another planet's close enough to yours that its atmosphere is in yours, shit's about to go south real quick.
0: Yes, and the thing is, it should have already is the main point. It's like, I don't know, it's like Nibiru has like a gravity switch and it's like, oh, tomorrow I'll turn on the gravity and destroy you all.
1: Yeah, it's just basic stuff can debunk this. There are so many... other solar systems or universes, wherever the fucking right word is. I always get those backwards Um, out there that we've discovered that these NASA guys, they've been like, you know, this would be earth too. It would be perfect. Except for the fact that we get this little thing that's called two suns in the middle that are pulling towards each other and they're going to blow up and kill the whole fucking thing. (laughs) So if we didn't have that, it would be great. But because of that, Mm -hmm. it, like you, you can't have a planet that's like sitting on my roof. Like I'm coming for you, fucker. Like they can't be that. Uh, I mean, I'm. I don't know why I'm trying to explain this to you.
0: <laughs> okay, go to Zeta Talk listeners because they have uh, a list of safe locations. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I actually, uh, I looked it up for Slovakia. I clicked on Slovakia. And it's pretty funny because when you click on Slovakia, the first thing that comes up, it says, description, Czechoslovakia is a land-bound country. And that's pretty strange because, first of all, Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore. We split up. Like, it's two countries now. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that was a little while ago, I believe. Yeah, that was many. That was 1993 when that happened.
1: Yeah, I remember I had a, when I was a little kid, a bike made in Czechoslovakia and so
0: one of the last years they are producing <laughs> shit under that name. <laughs> anyway, so Czechoslovakia, go there for sure. Anyway, uh, apparently, so this is great. Czechoslovakia is a landbound country, landlocked, I would have thought was the proper word, but whatever, which will find itself crisscrossed by frantic survivors who are seeking a better life elsewhere after the shift. Those in the lowlands, in what is now the north, will travel south to the mountains as the poles melt and the ocean steadily inundate. Okay, so this is confusing already because the mountains are in the north of... Oh, she's still talking about Czechoslovakia. Okay, the mountains are in the north of Slovakia, the south of, south of the Czech... Oh, this is stupid. Uh, basically... Yep. No argument there. Basically, what they're saying is that because Slovakia is a mountainous country... When all the oceans rise up, we will be the new shore. So it's like Waterworld. Pretty much. But I guess I'm good because I live in Slovakia. Yeah, you'd be like the end of Waterworld. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't see that triumph? <laughs> uh, I did look up your location. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like you're going to be wiped out by a tsunami, oh, if I remember fuck. it correctly.
1: That's always how I wanted to go. <laughs>
0: Definitely, listeners, I strongly suggest that you go and have a look. Uh, <laughs> it is pretty funny. It's really funny.
1: Yeah. Um, just just don't look directly into her eyes. <laughs>
0: uh, one thing that's worth mentioning, I think we should mention before we wrap this up, because this is getting a little bit long talking about these weirdos, is, and I thought this was particularly funny, Comet Elenin. Are you familiar with it? Not
1: nah, off the top of my head, no. Okay.
0: Well, Comet Elenin was discovered in the year 2010. And uh, it was coming towards the inner solar system. Now, going along with the theme that Nibiru apocalyptists have of basically yelling at everything that's in the sky, they mm-hmm. said, <laughs> that's really what they're doing, is yelling at everything in the sky, calling it Nibiru. They said, of course, that Comet Elenin is Nibiru, it's coming for us, and that it's going to destroy the Earth. And Elenin was uh, an acronym for Extinction Level Event, Nibiru is Near. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, of course. This of course was a huge surprise to the discoverer of the comet, Leonid Elenin, whom it was named after. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Hey, that's mine! it's just, it's this guy's name, and they've just made this acronym out of it. It's like, oh, yeah, now you mean that Nibiru is here. Hey, good job. Yeah, I'm sure that was news to him. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this guy's an actual scientist. You can look him up even today. Leonid Elenin, he discovered this comet. They named the comet after him, as they usually do, like every comet that discovers. Well, of course, comet Elenin did not destroy us. Uh, It flew towards the sun, and it broke up. The nearest it ever got to the Earth was 35 million kilometers, which is like nothing. I mean, the comet is like a few kilo- kilometers across. It's n- it didn't destroy us. We're still here. It does appear that way, yes. One final note I'd also like to mention is that I found one video when I was looking at videos about the 2012 apocalypse. And one guy on YouTube, he actually claims that the December 21st Uh, 2012 apocalypse actually happened and that... uh... (laughs) Ooh, I like him. (laughs) And that we only don't know about it because... Or we didn't experience it because of the uh, Mandela effect. Ow, my brains. (laughs) Are you familiar
1: with the Mandela effect? I mean, I'm familiar with the whole think he's trying to paint
0: here but so this is a real guy this is a real guy it's just some guy sitting in his car or something like filming himself himself on his uh, his phone and he's just sitting there y- you know what i'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's actually funny to watch but he basically says that it's the mandela effect the world did end on december 21st 2012 it was just in a, ne- a parallel universe to ours and it's all this crossover yeah. Listeners, for those of you who aren't familiar with the uh, Mandela effect, it's that there are parallel universes and like some aspects of the universes cross over into each other. So some of the experiences that you think you had that didn't a- you didn't actually have are from another universe.
1: Yeah, it's basically like the second pull on a parachute pack if the first one doesn't deploy anything like that's the last gas for these loonies is if you haven't bought in with anything else, they just say Mandela effect, which is,
0: well, it fucking happened somewhere. <laughs> you can't prove it didn't. <laughs> it, it's a perfect topic for a future episode.
1: Yeah, um, there are some great examples of it, because really, it is the ultimate bailout when you got nothing left to stand on. That is that is the Hail Mary right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Okay, Biscuit, what have we learned from this? Um, that we're all dead. <laughs> uh, this is the afterlife, huh? Yep,
1: but for only $5,000, I'll give you the key to the fifth dimension.
0: It's That's great. My butthole. <laughs> Do you accept Bitcoin? I accept butthole. <laughs> Got him! Uh, ladies and gentlemen... Tuning in to this most recent episode of the Big Bad Nonsense podcast. It's been great to know that you're listening. Biscuit, do we have anything to plug?
1: Uh, my butt with coins.
0: (laughs) Oh, please do visit us on Twitter (laughs) at Big Bad Nonsense. Send us an email at BigBadNonsense at gmail.com. Uh, it's always great to hear from some fans. We love getting your mail. We love getting your messages. Please, if you like the show, share it with a friend. It's great to hear new listeners are joining on. And what can I say other than that? Email us, you Marons. <laughs> marons, yes. That's the new... <laughs> oh, so from two marons, uh thank you for listening.
1: Bye. Ah.